Mission.com. Sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Commit liftoff. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes, Doug McCary coming to you live from the Salem Center here on this Monday. Can you believe April 10th? I mean, it feels like it's, uh, I don't know, October or November out there. But, uh, Doug, how you doing, brother? I'm good. I, let's just start off. It's uh, happy, again, Easter to everybody for yes. yesterday. Great, great, great resurrection day. Just to uh, celebrate that. And... Happy birthday to my brother, David. All right. Uh, his David. birthday was yesterday. And uh, also... Well, my my uh, my daughter-in-law, Meredith's birthday was yesterday. Really? Yes. Yeah. So, Man, April 9th's a yeah. good day. Huh? Happy birthday, David. Happy birthday, Meredith. Meredith listens and tunes in every once in a while. Yeah. I'm sure David does, too, out there in Meridian. Yes. Uh, he listens uh, as he's doing his postal routes there he works for the post office so uh just uh wanted to wish him a happy birthday and uh yeah a lot uh well you being the big golfer um big day couple, yesterday a couple <clears throat> of big things uh, yep. did you see the tree fall over the weekend i saw yeah three Those trees, trees yeah that, that, it was amazing did, <clears throat> did they ever figure out what caused that was well it i mean strike there or? was there were gusts of winds uh they, i mean i don't know what the it was pretty bad at least some of the players were saying that the the winds were hurling um in that area uh, i've been on that golf course you could actually imagine the winds kind of being a little bit from all over the place and but you would think all the years that tournament's been held and i'm, I'm certain they've lost trees before but i mean to lose three in the same spot makes you wonder was that a you know, like a, what do they call it? Like a hyperburst or uh, a microburst? A microburst, yeah. That's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. They did, I didn't read into it or listen to much about it, but uh, the pictures and the video were pretty amazing. Scary. Nobody, <laughs> nobody was hurt. And, uh, but, you know, there were some guys, literally, it's, uh, it was just to the left of 17 T box. And mm-hmm. if you're on 16 green, you, you're right there. So you, you can, you can see what's happening. And, well, uh, and, well, if you watched it, it was pretty scary to watch there, because there were people <clears throat> pretty much right under. There was yeah. one lady, Lori and I watched, that was we we thought she was going to get hit, yeah, and she just got out of the way at the last minute. But I was talking to one guy, he said if it would have fallen on somebody, somebody would have been owning some of Augusta, Ooh, man, because man. It'd become uh, instant members. <laughs> yeah, 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 because that that it was just crazy. But what a what a wild tournament too having to play 30 holes in yeah. one day i was just talking to you before we came on about the 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 intensity mm. that that would require to yeah. be out there and play at that level and how you know how about sam bennett oh, you know the goodness. young guy <clears throat> yes. from texas, texas a&m. a&m from madison texas yeah. and uh you know interesting uh you talk about i don't know there's always been this you know as a golfer there's always been this well you know golfers aren't athletes you know of course nowadays you look at some of these golfers i mean they're not playing for six or seven years i mean you take phil mickelson's been out there for 30 years a long time you got i mean you know i was surprised he was only 52 he looks a lot older than 52 well he's lost some weight yeah but he he, but 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 he that that son i guess being out there all the time (laughs) aged him but man 
yeah. I, I thought he was older than that, but he Well, I mean, th- all I'm saying is these guys are in pretty good shape. And if you've ever been to Augusta, you I was asking you the other day if you'd ever been there. I've been there twice. I've walked that course probably four times. And it is like no other golf course I've ever been on from a walking standpoint. So not only did they play 36, 30 holes, uh, they walked 30 holes. Mm-hmm. And on that golf course, it's incredibly undulated. So it's, a, you know, and I think it's typically about uh, 18 holes is about five miles. It's, the reason I know that is because I used to jog the golf course and always knew it was about five miles. So, I mean, not that, you know, walking you know, eight or 10 miles is that big of a deal, but it's uphill. Plus golf is so mental mm-hmm. just to keep your focus for that long. Mm-hmm. You know, usually those guys don't hit a bad shot because they're not talented. Yeah. They hit a bad shot because they've mentally just lost it for a second, you know, and, and, and sometimes they hit a good shot, but the wind or sure, something catches sure. it and it goes, it just not, it doesn't go. Golf yeah. is a yeah. strange game because you can do everything right. We saw it on the TPC people on 17. Oh, yeah. Guy holds in ones it like he aces a hole. Mm-hmm. One day, the next day, he hits in the water. You know, the same guy. Yeah. Uh, so well, that, That's why I said there's a difference between the guys who play on tour and the people who are amateurs, you know, just mm-hmm. your standard amateur player. And it, uh, uh, we probably got golfers listening to uh-huh. us now. They can probably relate that, hey, when I hit a bad shot, it's just I made a bad swing or, I, you know, it, it wasn't as much mental as it is for these guys. These guys really don't make bad swings. I mean, they may make a sm- slight, you know bad swing but for the most part most of their errors are mental errors mm-hmm. and uh you got to give it to to uh john rom uh spaniard he wins the masters by four shots yesterday <laughs> and uh of course it happened on Seve ballesteros's birthday yes and uh so anyway i like john rom i think he's uh He's been one of those guys who stayed true to the PGA Tour. He didn't abandon the tour uh, and go to live. You and I were talking on the way up to the studio. I I just have this chip on my shoulder about these tour players who left the PGA to go to live. You know, and of course, my son and his wife were over yesterday watching with us, and you know, Ben said, "But Dad, thirty million dollars." I'm like, "But they're already worth." A hundred million? Do they really need another thirty? I mean, I don't yeah. know what it is. You know, just for instance, and uh, I know we'll get to what we're going to talk about well, today. Why, but why? Why? Yeah. But <clears throat> the thing is about that. I mean, like, what will you do for money? I right. Mean, like, exactly. Know, I, I just well, John Rom. I don't know what his. Well, I, I do know he was offered two hundred million dollars to go to live. That's that was his signing bonus. $200 million. And he didn't do it. He did not do it. And his comment was, what am I going to do with another 200 You know, yeah. as if he's already got $200 million. Now, I don't know whether he does or he doesn't. That's irrelevant. But his statement was pretty pretty spot on. Mm. What, what, am I gonna, what else am I going to do with that kind of money? Mm. And, you know, there is word out there, rumor, I guess. Uh, and, again, I use that word rumor, <clears throat> that Brooks Kepka, who really probably should have won the tournament, Mm-hmm. Um, who is a live player, uh, it, it kind of regrets now going to live. Yeah. And explain uh, to people what live well, is. Well, live is a Saudi backed tour, golf tour. And uh, they offered some amazing amounts of money, which 
if you know anything about the Saudi money, yeah. that's dirty money. Uh, it's blood money. Yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of these PGA Tour players left the PGA to take big, big signing bonus. For instance, Brooks Kepka, who should have won the Masters yesterday, got paid a hundred million dollars signing bonus just to go to that tour. Now, his his now he signed a contract, and if he if he breaks that contract, I, I think it's a four year contract. But if he breaks that contract, and I have an article that I read yesterday. Four times he has to pay back four times his signing bonus. Four hundred so million. He has to pay back four hundred million. Well, and and so you know, I always when when we start talking about things like this, my mind goes to that story that's told of. I know you're corrupt. It's just what your price is. You know, I mean, like, and so there's a what, price. What, everybody what, has a price. Yeah, everybody it? has a price, <laughs> uh, unless you're the Apostle Paul who says I don't compromise. Exactly. You know. So yeah. Well, be careful out there if you're in Jacksonville today. The weather is a little nasty. We got a nor'easter kind of blowing in. It looks like with uh, it's going to be raining most of the day. It it did kind of dampen a little bit of the weather yesterday uh, for Easter. But uh, hey, if you're just tuning into SWAT, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And um, Brad and me, we take the first segment, and we usually. Talk about what's going on in the news. Uh, Including golf. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing about golf. You know, golf has a lot of good life application no things in there. You know, Joe Joe White, a good friend of ours uh, who's been on here before, talk, he does a whole talk about it, about the clubs. He, Joe loves to play golf. Mm-hmm. And, and he talks about how, you know, there's there's a lot of life lessons there. You, you don't get to uh, cheat you know where your ball lies i mean in reality mm-hmm. uh, you can't move it you you yeah. got to play it where it lies mm-hmm. and sometimes we get tough lives and we have to go in there and do we have the right clubs in our bag sometimes we don't you know and he just does a whole talk on that which uh it's really good and um and so i like life golf when you get out there on the course you know, it will certainly bring out the flesh in you if you're not careful. So uh, it's always fun. And I'll tell you what, it's a great place to go spend a little time with people. It's a great place to evangelize. If you play with some people out there, you got three or four hours out on the course. When you're not hitting, you're usually riding to a ball somewhere. And it's 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 a pretty good uh, thing to be able to share with. So, well, I, uh, you and I have enjoyed many rounds of golf and uh and there are times some people have said to me you really don't get upset when you play golf i said well you should have seen me when i was in college or, <laughs> or even younger uh you know it, it, it I, th- I think as you mature and what's interesting doug all the years i've played golf and the all the number of people that i've played golf with a lot of professional athletes and i, I would i think of you because i've played golf with you and you were a former college baseball player. Yeah. You guys are the worst at playing golf. Not not because you're bad at golf. It's that your expectations of golf are that I'm a good athlete. I ought to be able to. This should transfer. Well, and and you, you athleticism would think that, doesn't transfer. Well, in golf. well, you would think that it does, but what I I find myself doing instead, you watch the professionals and they're so smooth. Mm-hmm. And they're, I watch their footwork, and like I swung a baseball bat, so I know how to rotate my hips. Yeah. 
But for some reason, when I get on the golf course, I just want to use my arms. Yeah, exactly. And not use my hips, which is where you get all your power from, you know? Yeah. But anyway. Well, credit to baseball players. I mean, you're hitting a ball that's, you know, what is it, three three inches in diameter? Yeah. It's going about 90 miles an hour at you. You're hitting it with a bat that's about four inches wide. I don't know. That's pretty tough. You you got about a quarter of a second. You you better have some good reactive uh, (laughs) muscles there. Yeah, you golfers get to swing, sit there and look at it all day. It doesn't move, man, and you get to hit it. We're like a free throw shot. Well, well, hey, uh, real quick, uh, there was another shooting up in Louisville today. Uh, Apparently, a former employee of a bank up there went into the bank killed uh, at least four maybe five wounded eight and uh, including a police officer and i believe that um the uh, the guy who did it is uh, is dead too but again uh this just goes to show you how you you can just be at a bank they were at a bank these people were just in there doing their, it was, you know, the bank was getting ready to open. And it reminded me of what Sam Bennett had tattooed. I'm not big into tattoos, you know that, but he, his dad, who died of Alzheimer's a couple of years ago, his last written words to his son was, Don't wait to do something. Mm. And Sam Bennett had that tattooed on his arm. He was asked about it in the tournament and uh, he uh, talked about that. And, uh, you know, that is something that we all should be reminded of that you know if you wait there were people that got up and went to that bank today thinking it was just another day Mm -hmm. and at how many times does this happen yeah and it's again whether this guy wanted to use a gun a knife an axe whatever this person was mentally ill to go in to do that and uh, we just pray for the families we ask you to join us in praying for them uh, up in the Louisville area. So, well, absolutely. We'll uh, pick up after the break. If you want to call this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928. You can email us your questions and comments today at askatswatradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Are you serving the Lord in any capacity in ministry? Conservative Theological University would like you to call today. CTU now offers partial grant scholarships for new students. Call 1-800-GO-BIBLE and leave your contact info for the admission staff to reach out to you. That's 1-800-GO-BIBLE for admissions info for Conservative Theological University. Close to our house is a zoo with fainting goats. It's so hard to resist yelling, boo! These poor little guys keel over each time an umbrella opens. Goats aren't the only creatures that faint from fear. During a thunderstorm, a mother was tucking her boy into bed. He asked in a trembling voice, Mommy, will you stay with me tonight? She said, no, sweetie, I have to sleep with Daddy. The little boy said, the big baby. 
When King David wrote about fear, the overwhelming message was, seek God. When we seek our own safety and comfort, we find fear. When we seek Him, we find courage and strength. So seek God today and watch fear give way to faith. Fear not. <laughs> this is Laugh Again with Phil Calloway. If you'd like to hear more and discover all things Laugh Again, visit us at laughagain.us. Laugh Again, truth bringing laughter to life. 91FM, the truth. City lights, my world from a mile high. Best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon. We're glad you've tuned in. If you want to call this afternoon, Again, that number is 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. And if you have a question or a comment, you don't have time to call, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. So uh, I know we're we're going to transition into uh, Acts our, 25 our today. Yes. Acts, uh, we're, Brad, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going <laughs> to get through acts before summer i think i really believe I, I think it. we are too well you're chipping these off one you know a <laughs> chapter a, a week so that's by the way i'm i'm thanks for inviting me to come teach next is it next week or the Nin- week after? 19th the 19th yeah and i, I don't know what i'm teaching you're on. gonna teach on the second part of acts 26 okay good. which is the good, third you're not time you pa- take the whole thing well, no then. <laughs> it's the third time paul's testimony is given but yeah. it's a good testimony yep. you're gonna you're gonna share how he responds but um i was talking to you in the break Lori and i went to see the movie his only son listen if you are listening to this live or if you're listening to it you know uh even on the podcast go on your local theater's website see if they are carrying the movie his only son I see it's showing at Southside. Yeah, it's at okay. Southside, and it's at Durban Creek here in Jacksonville, Durban Park. I mean, um, listen, in this movie, it is the story of Abraham uh, who's commanded um, to sacrifice Isaac, but it shows a perspective of a father with his son you know we breathe through that story so fast especially we those of us who are familiar with it yeah we, we don't think about the implications we don't think even about the implications of how sarah came to the point of of letting her husband sleep with hagar to produce an heir because that mm-hmm. was very much done by a lot of different cultures in that day yeah but it portrays it but here's what's so amazing the whole purpose of the movie is to tie in jesus with the sacrifice which i love and the writer and director is a guy named david helling and i've reached out to him and he's agreed to be a guest we just don't know when to talk about the movie good deal but but 
most movies out of Hollywood, even most Christian movies, are in the million dollar range that there are more. Uh, like most movies are fifty million dollars. They spent this. Uh, they made this movie for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it was crowdfunded. And and what was so beautiful about it was they shared the gospel. They brought Jesus out through it. And you go, well, we don't need movies. We just need the word. Well, he portrayed the word of God. He literally put Bible verses up there Mm. that would, it was God's word in print that he put on the screen at different points that it was just really beautifully done. I, I, I was so, I was, I was so encouraged to see this and I was, talking with Lori about it after the movie we both wept like we we just were hit so with about the the gospel it was just it was the foreshadowing of the gospel it was the the human struggle of abraham that we don't think about right you know but how god revealed it remember what jesus said abraham saw Mm. abraham saw me he saw my day right I mean, right. think about that. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, we don't even contemplate that very much. Mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. makes that, and we just kind of breeze over that. But his only son, it, 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 it's a it's a great, I mean, it's a great movie. It was very well done, and I, I was really encouraged about um, how we saw Abraham's faith, and it just kept coming back to God told me to, God told me to, God told me to. You know, well, I'm gonna. I'm. <laughs> I, I literally, I pulled it up. I sent. I just texted Vicky. I said, "Let's go see a movie tonight." Um, <laughs> well, I'll be interested to see see if it. <clears throat> I, it, it just really. It, I I thought it was very well done because one, Lori and I have been to that part of the world right, many times. Right. You've been too, sure, yeah. and you've seen it, and huh. it, it it just brings out the toughness of life there. Yeah, exactly. And, and, but this was even before. I mean, this is a couple of thousand years, man, before mm. he was even born. So you think about how the tribalism right. of of the, the you know the Hittites or the you know all the all those different groups over there. You know, I love. Well, I'm glad you brought this up, and I mean, I, this is a whole nother episode. Maybe it's when we have him on. Uh, but I remember having Dallas Jenkins on, and uh, you're just talking about the importance of. Uh, I mean, how are we going to re? you know get a hold of the culture today i mean if there's a hundred movies out there 99 of them are awful well they're terrible they they just they're vile Mm -hmm. they're just evil sinful and and again i'm not saying you can't go watch movies Mm -hmm. but i think we have to be careful as to what we watch and what we support Mm -hmm. what we're giving our funds to and you know it's i'm did you ever see the jesus revolution movie I did not. Oh, but Andy, I heard, you got to go see it. I heard that. Again, you may not agree, you know, theologically with every little nook and cranny that is in the movie. So there is some liberties taken. Even even The Chosen. I mean, The Chosen has been an amazing success from what I understand. Yes. People really want this, you know, and I think, you know, the arts, whether you're artistic or not, we all benefit by those who are gifted in that area. Well, so I think we, we should go support this. Well, uh, Helling, again, who is the director and the writer, uh, he served in the Iraq War, and um, 
he said his reason for wanting to do it is to give an answer to the scoffers and the skeptics and to give a defense to believers that they could answer the skeptics in their Mm -hmm. lives as they talk about, you know, how, how the plan of God unfolded. And what struck me, Brad, was that, you know, growing up in the church, I knew Abraham. I only thought about Abraham as the father of our faith. Mm. I didn't think about Abraham coming from a pagan culture in Mesopotamia. I mean, God called him out of Mesopotamia mm. and, 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 and Sarah, they, they came out of pagan cultures where they lived right. and God called <clears throat> them to be his. And, um, he, you know, Helling said that Hollywood's taking notice for all these faith-based films because they see, well, every now and then if there's revenue to be made, because for Hollywood, it's always about it's the always money. always about revenue. But <clears throat> I think it shows how people are really hungry for something of, of value or yeah. meat, yeah. you know? I no, mean, like absolutely. They, that because uh, that it, it's just like you said, a lot of the other stuff is just junk. Yeah. It's it's just yeah I mean they may be great actors and I'm sure they got massive budgets, but yeah. man it, there is nothing redeeming about it. Uh, I mean the language the the let's just be honest the pornography that's oh. uh, just throughout this garbage and it's just uh, it's very frustrating. Yeah. And so, so as as believers I think there's a stewardship that you know let's support those who want to make this kind of art. Yeah, well, his only son, um, again, just a great movie. You, you probably know the story. If you don't, go to Genesis 22 and read it. <laughs> but just thinking about the father, you know, um, and the son having to be a participant in the sacrifice, mm. thinking about Jesus. Think, I mean, just there's so much there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, especially around Easter, it was just a, it was a great great thing well listen this week we're looking at acts 25 1 through 27 and monday tuesday and wednesday we're going to be looking at really a contrast in worldviews uh the apostle paul is has been in custody for two years uh, felix who was the governor of uh, judea of uh, the roman governor he he is to paul what pontius pilate was to jesus so Felix was there. He gets replaced. Festus comes in. And Festus comes in not really knowing that much about Judaism, not understanding the way it works or their faith, and not knowing even that much about why Paul's even there. Are you saying Felix or Festus? I'm, Festus, I'm <clears throat> okay. sorry. Yeah. And Festus, is he comes in to replace Felix as the new governor. Right. And... And he doesn't know what to do with Paul, pretty much, because he. I mean, he goes to Jerusalem. You know, he's has he already gotten to Caesarea and no, then goes he, to well, Jerusalem? he comes into Jerusalem. I mean, he comes to Caesarea, and then three days after he comes there for the first time, he goes to Jerusalem because he's trying to mend things with the the religious leaders there because Felix was kind of nasty to yeah, the Jewish people. Right. That's why he was removed, and so. Um, and and so when he gets there, they bring up Paul. We're going to look at it. Uh, we're going to look at verses 1 through 16 maybe today and try to get into this. Two, these two ideas basically that 
in the text this week, God reveals a life wasted on selfish pursuits. Uh, we see that in Agrippa and, um, and Festus, King Herod, Agrippa, that is. And then we also see a life worthy of the gospel revealed in Paul. So it's really a contrast in worldviews. And uh, the difference between somebody who's selfish and somebody who's selfless. Uh, You know, a guy who has personal desire for power and ambition. And we see a guy who's devoted to something bigger and and. Mm. Uh, the love of other people more than his own self. And and so there's two types of people here. And we see that in our world today. Amen. And, yeah. and so when we come back, we'll kind of give just a little bit of background. I'm going to have you read it. And we'll start looking at a life wasted on selfish pursuits first. We're going to see the the bad, the Festus, the Agrippa. <laughs> yep. Okay. Glad you tuned in today. If you want to call this afternoon, 844 844- 777-7928 is the number. Again, 844-777-SWAT. If you have a question or comment, send that to ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. We'll take a quick break and be right back. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. The 295 West Beltway is slow in both directions from I-10 past Wilson Boulevard to Blanding. McCormick Road is heavy in both directions from Monument to Kernan. Atlantic and Beach Boulevards, the usual congestion from St. John's Bluff to A1A. Wind and rain tonight, a low near 60. Tomorrow, partly sunny, breezy, afternoon showers and 70. With traffic and weather, I'm Tom Murphy. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here this afternoon. Glad you've tuned in. If you want to call, 844-777-7928. We're looking this week at Acts 25. We're going to look at we're going to cover the whole chapter over the next three days, and then I'll be back in studio on Friday to uh, work through the text, just talk about application on uh, Friday with David Gray. And um, anyway, we're looking at this uh, two, two different points, Doug, that you're, you're making and that you're going to kind of pull out of this text is that God reveals in this text a life wasted on selfish pursuits, kind of highlighting Festus and King Agrippa. 
and then we're going to look at a life worthy of the gospel. The contrast between Festus and Agrippa and Paul, the apostle, and uh, it's going to be a good study. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll tune in all week. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe invite a friend to come join us. Yeah, well, uh, you know, last week, just to give our listeners a quick review, we looked at how God is committed to caring for his people. And it was the third part in a series and uh, on his care. As, he, as we see Paul basically <clears throat> being brought back to uh, Caesarea now. He's been in custody for two years, but... But the way he got there, if you remember, was um, he he brought him under armed guard, 470 troops from Jerusalem when the the leaders of the the Sanhedrin wanted to kill him Mm -hmm. because of the Asian uh, Jewish leaders who stirred him up. And he was with Felix. And all through it all, nobody could ever come up with any charges against the guy. He was innocent. Mm. And yet Felix wouldn't let him go. But we saw how God was committed to the declaration of the gospel to all, even Felix, because Felix would never have gone to listen to Paul, but God brought Paul to Felix. And yeah. <clears throat> Felix heard, even though he rejected, yeah. you know, uh, he brought Paul there. So God was committed to that declaration of the gospel. And I'm thankful for all the times that he's been committed. I know guys that have heard the gospel many, many times. But God continues to bring that declaration, and many times later in life, some of these yes. guys will will come. So I was, well, I was thankful for you that. know what a blessing it is that God has promised that. I mean, when you think about and you you you've been all over the world. You and I have been to places where the gospel people have never heard the gospel before. Mm-hmm. How cool is it that God uses you and I and those who know Him to take and declare that gospel? To those who've never heard it. Oh, it, it is such a, a privilege to do that. Well, we we also saw, just as a quick reminder, oh, Brad, that um, God is committed to the development of godly trust. He left Paul there in prison for two years. Mm. No preaching, no writing. And I, I really um, believe after looking at the way it was written, it says he was there for two years. Him and Joseph are the only two guys I know that were left in prison two years as innocent men. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was to give them some R&R to really think <laughs> about um, what God is calling them to do to prepare them to rest. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, it, it appears like when Paul <laughs> lashed out at the high priest when he ordered him struck, he that that was not something – he re, it was something he repented of, right? Immediately. Yes. And so um, – God want and, and we said God goes into great detail in all these accounts of Paul's trials to reveal there's no violation of civil law because the way following Jesus is not about a political rebellion unless the government makes it illegal to tell people about Jesus mm-hmm. or to obey the <laughs> commands of Jesus. And so um, Paul said, really, the only thing you can charge me with is crying out about the resurrection. So ultimately, Paul is here because he believes in Jesus and he believes Jesus is Messiah. That's ultimately what it comes down to. So again, as we look at this week, we're going to look at 25, 1 through 27, and we're going to look at Paul now in front of Festus, and ultimately he's going to be in front of Agrippa too, Festus who replaces uh, Felix. Uh, So go ahead and read (laughs) verses 1 through 16 
And then we're going to kind of work through this and we're going to see this life wasted on selfish pursuits. And it's going to come out again. This is narrative. As you read about this, we're going to see the selfishness and the ambition of Festus and Agrippa, how that trumps doing the right thing, Hmm. how that uh, really is their ultimate priority. They care more about Festus and Agrippa than they do about the, the right thing. So go ahead. Yeah, Acts chapter 25. Now, three days after Festus had arrived in the province, he went up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. And the chief priest and the principal men of the Jews laid out their case against Paul, and they urged him, asking as a favor against Paul that he summon him to Jerusalem because they were planning an ambush to kill him on the way. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Verse 4, Festus replied that Paul was being kept at Caesarea and that he himself intended to go there shortly. So, he, so, so said he, let the men of authority among you go down with me, and if there's anything wrong about the man, let them bring charges against him. Verse 6, after he stayed among them not more than eight or ten days, he went down to Caesarea, and the next day he took his seat on the tribunal and ordered Paul to be brought. When he had arrived, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many and serious charges against him that they could not prove. (laughs) Paul argued in his defense, neither against the law of the Jews nor against the temple nor against Caesar have I committed any offense. But Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, Do you wish to go up to Jerusalem and there be tried on these charges before me? Verse 10, but Paul said, I am standing before Caesar's tribunal where I ought to be tried. To the Jews I have done no wrong, as you yourself know very well. If then I am a wrongdoer and have committed anything for which I deserve to die, I do not seek to escape death. But if there is nothing to their charges against me, No one can give me up to them. I appeal to Caesar. Verse 12, then Festus, when he had conferred with his counsel, answered, to Caesar you have appealed, to Caesar you shall go. Verse 13, now when some days had passed, Agrippa, the king, and Bernice arrived at Caesarea and greeted Festus. And as they stayed there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a man left prisoner by Felix. And when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews laid out their case against him, asking for a sentence of condemnation against him. I answered them that it was not the custom of the Romans to give up someone before the accused met the accusers face to face and had opportunity to make his defense concerning the charge laid against him. These are the very words of God. Brad, thanks for reading that. You know, uh, Paul wrote the Philippian church in Philippians 2, complete my joy by being of the same mind, same, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. He says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Now, I want you to get a picture of what's going on here. You've got the Roman governor of the whole area with all of his uh, tribunes. These, a tribune is a leader of a thousand 
Roman soldiers. So he's got hmm. multiple tribunes there. He's got dignitaries that are, are going to be around him. And, and you've got Paul. You've got the Apostle Paul, who's been in prison for two years. Can you imagine what it would have been like to have been dressed in prison clothes for two years? The, the, the kind of conditions he would have been in. And yet, you and I, who have we been talking about for the past, really, couple of months? Yeah. We're not talking about Festus. We're not talking about Felix. We're not talking even about Agrippa. I mean, like, we've been talking about the guy who wrote most of the New Testament mm-hmm. that God used to be a, a church planner that really took the gospel to Europe. God used this man named Paul, and he was a guy who lived out what he preached and what he wrote to the Philippians. He says, do nothing from selfish ambition. On the other hand, we see Festus, when even though there's no proof, no charges, no nothing, he cannot let Paul go because he's too afraid of uh, unpopularity. He's afraid of Caesar's rebuke. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's. Do you ever struggle with that being more afraid of people? Sometimes I think we all do to some extent, right? No question. And Paul stands as a stark contrast to Festus and Agrippa, and you and know, really, quite frankly, all the Jews who are trying to kill him. Absolutely, they were quote the leaders. Yeah, yeah. they they were the ones in charge. And you know, uh, when we come back. I, I, I just want to get into the first few verses. We're going to have this spill over till tomorrow. We're going to really look tomorrow when we come back on the second segment at this. But I just want to make a couple of quick observations about this selfish pursuit, how much it drove them. You know. Yeah, well, good point. And I appreciate you uh, pointing out Philippians 2, 2 through 3. If you haven't memorized that one, that's a... That's a good one to go back and memorize. Uh, Glad you tuned in. We'll take one final break. We'd love to hear from you. Call us at 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. If you have a question or comment, send that to to ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. You are invited to participate in a broadcast ministry of First Conservative Baptist Church with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. And let's face the issues. This program allows you, the listener, to call in and ask your questions about current issues. Dr. Youngblood deals with moral, ethical, and political issues that face our culture and the church. Tune in every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on 91.7 for expository preaching by Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. Dr. Youngblood is the pastor-founder of First Conservative Baptist Church and the founder-president of Conservative Theological University. Let's Face the Issues can be heard daily on 91.7, 91.3, and 91.9 at 11.30 a.m. 
Don't miss these relevant broadcasts. Invite others to tune in also. Bibles for the World presents Learn the Bible in a Year, Genesis to Revelation in 365 Lessons. 2 Chronicles 25, 14. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order, because you are going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah was still a young man and didn't want to die, so he prayed earnestly and wept bitterly. God spoke to the prophet again, this time saying, Go back and tell Hezekiah, the ruler of my people, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. We don't often expect God to change his mind. God's omnipotence suggests that human choice and behavior have little influence with God since everything has been determined. This story helps us understand that we're dealing with a personal God, not impersonal fate. God told the prophet Isaiah that King Hezekiah would be healed, so we might expect a miracle. But that's not what comes next. Instead, Isaiah called for a poultice of figs to be applied to the king's boils, and Hezekiah recovered within a few days. We don't have to choose between God and other remedies since God often foregoes grand miracles to heal us. There's nothing inconsistent about taking medicine and asking God to heal us at the same time. God can use medicine to bring about His divine healing. You've been listening to Learn the Bible in a Year, presented by Bibles for the World. Now you can learn and understand the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Sign up today to receive a free 30-day Bible study from Learn the Bible in a Year. Short, practical lessons designed to help you understand God's Word. You'll get your free study when you visit BiblesfortheWorld.org slash book. That's BiblesfortheWorld.org slash book. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. Palatka listens at SWAT Radio, Brad and Doug here this afternoon. If you want to call 844-777-7928, that's 844-777-SWAT. Email us at ask at SWATradio.com if you have any questions or comments. And uh, Doug, I don't know, do you want to break the good news? Yeah. Hey, I'm so <laughs> excited. While Brad and I were doing the program, I just got confirmation that uh, David Helling, the uh, writer and director for the movie His Only Son is going to be our guest this Thursday. And I, I think you will really enjoy hearing from him. He is a very humble guy, uh, served this country as a Marine overseas in Iraq, and he's going to share his story about how God brought him back to his word and um, how, he, how this movie came to be made and how he wants to use the arts to get the word of God out there in the cultures around the world. Amen. And I, I just am so excited because people are talking about this movie uh, in the secular media because it's caught everybody kind of off guard. I mean, 
that like I said, they only uh, it was a two hundred fifty thousand dollar film, and it's already uh, grossed or brought in like eleven million dollars. Well, that gets the people's attention out there, mm-hmm. but. <clears throat> You know, I, do you ever use Rotten Tomatoes by chance? Uh, yeah, occasionally. I, you know, we we don't go to movies anymore. So the I critics, mean, who I I generally don't care right. for, I, I like. Right. Uh, they rated eighty percent, which is that's pretty, pretty that's good. A pretty good score. Yeah, that's but pretty good. But the audience, ninety six. <clears throat> oh, fantastic! So uh, anyway, hey, um, call us if you've seen the movie eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. I know we've got a cover some ground here at the text that we're looking at this week but i'm actually vicky just texted me back she goes you want to go tonight i said yeah i'm excited for you to go but (laughs) i'm really excited that's david helling is going to be our guest thursday at uh he'll be on uh our program all the thursday it'll be a uh it'll be a, a live interview with him and uh so go watch the movie if you have some questions you can email at ask at swatradio.com um and uh let me know and um you know i'm just excited and again i think this says a lot too about the guy because you know this you know people i get asked how do you get these people on these interviews i just asked them (laughs) i just i i actually went on to his movie company's contact form you know like we have a contact form at at his life or at swat radio and I just went on there and said, hey, this is you know my name. I'm a former Marine also. Thank you for putting this movie out. Uh, we do a, a, a daily radio program. We'd love to have you on. Would you be willing to do an interview? And less than 24 hours later, even though he's doing all these other things and interviews and hmm. press releases, he says, yeah, I'll do that. That's awesome. And, and I, I just love that. Dallas Jenkins did the same thing, yeah. you know, and yeah. – uh, just uh and and you know Lori and by the way dallas and him are friends but, oh cool cool so uh anyway um i i think it's um uh, it, it's a great movie i encourage you to go take your friends because we we want to we want to support mm-hmm. uh, these kind of things if you yeah. see it if and if you want to go see it first you can go see it tonight you may want to tell your kids yeah. about it brad or oh, somebody else to. to go yeah i'm going to um but again one of the things that was so striking for me was the way he brought Jesus into the movie um, in a way that I, I, I kind of wasn't expecting. Hmm. Uh, so it was it was really good the way he kind of weaved him in. And, you know, this past weekend was Easter. And when you think about Jesus and you think about the resurrection, this was why Paul was on trial. This was why Paul was hated. The leaders wanted Jesus's name to be erased. To me, this is the greatest testimony um, of why he is real, why mm-hmm. the resurrection really happened, yeah. because people have wanted his name stamped out for ages, and yet he continues and you know Lori and i are just sitting there in the movie theaters we're watching this movie and and the way the gospel is being kind of the the verses romans 3 all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god romans 6 3 for the wages of sin is death being just put up on the screen in front Mm -hmm. of us everybody there can see that and is reminded and i'm just thinking this is a way that can get a message out across and he just says if you know, 
this Easter, you know, we celebrate the resurrection. That's right. Uh, it's just that message continues to go out. And Paul says, this is what I was called to. Mm-hmm. You know, he and he he's no longer persecuting Christians. He's now promoting and Jesus being persecuted and, himself. Yeah. I it was good. You 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 kind of shared in the outline this week the eleven apostles and kind of what they went through, declaring the same message that Paul is declaring and that we declare today. Yeah, you know that that was not an easy road for them. No, and when you think about uh, you kind of ask the idea, do do we struggle in the area of desiring to please man? over pleasing god yeah. and most of us are going to have those uh, those choices every day i mean i yeah. think we generally have those those challenges and those those decisions to make every day well uh you know uh, if you look at you know you ask about what festus did when festus arrived verse one you read it was three days after mm-hmm. he got there he went up to uh jerusalem and when he got there now think about this brad it had been two years since uh paul had been in prison in caesarea felix was off the scene right no trials in that period of time there's no trials no preaching no writing and what's the first thing these leaders want to talk about when festus gets there we still want to kill that guy yeah i want you to think about how much hatred they had why because of satan satan hates god's servants he wants to destroy their witness and in acts 21 22 23 and 25 in every one of those cases all these people are wanting to kill paul why because of satan satan's chief objective is to destroy the witness of god's children and the plan but guess what his plan is unstoppable it it can't be stopped and you know uh, so during the midst of this uh festus goes hey why don't you guys come to with me to to caesarea <laughs> and make charges there and then it says eight to ten days later they're still trying to gather some false witnesses mm-hmm. and evidence because they don't have anything to really right. bring charges against paul well, i think they realize that they didn't have much hope doing away with paul through the roman courts either yeah and 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 so they it says verse seven and eight they do come they make charges, but it says very clearly there's no proof. No proof. So, again, Paul's innocent. He's innocent. He says, I'm innocent against breaking Jewish law, uh, violating the temple, violating any Roman law. And so, verse 9, and this is what we'll come back to tomorrow. It says, Festus wishing to do the Jews a favor. Boy, he is a politician, isn't he? Mm. He he is he says I I am going to compromise. I I Paul, why don't you go to Jerusalem with me and I'll judge you. He's trying yeah. to appease both <clears throat> sides, which is what what politicians do. But uh I I I tell you as we look at this, I hope that um that you will kind of do a little inward look in your own life at at all the influences in our life that point us to wasting our life on selfish pursuits i mean like we grow up brad being told in fact uh there's a celebrity i'm not going to say the name i don't want people going to look about it but there's a celebrity that um was photographed she was 
out nude on her balcony. And she was interviewed about why she did it. And she says, because I can do whatever I want to do. <laughs> That's the culture we live in. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't care that I'm going to make all these men lust after me. I don't care about anybody but myself. I want to do it, so I'm going to do it. And these selfish pursuits are the things that drive us ultimately to despair because yeah. they end up leaving us wanting. Do you know anybody that follows selfish pursuits that ultimately ends up in a place of peace and happiness? Yeah, it, it doesn't end there. No, well, it doesn't. I, I love the question, one of the questions from this week, and maybe you can. I'll leave with this. How much effort do I spend to ensure my goals and priorities are met rather than God's goals? and priorities great challenge there glad you tuned in today i hope you'll join us tomorrow we'll be back same time same place swatradio.com doug i'll see you then see you then go see his only son it's out on field for a few more days